What's up, Joes? Welcome to another interview segment. Jeff and Dave back with you. Uh, tonight we are joined by MMA referee Bobby Wambacher. Bobby, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so we were just uh, just talking before we started the show, and you're actually going to be refereeing this Friday night over in uh, Ypsilanti, right? Yes, sir. Uh, my first trip to Michigan, so I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome, awesome, and that's for uh, W WXC, correct? Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, give our listeners a little bit of of uh, background on yourself and how you got into uh, refereeing in MMA? And all right, yeah, um, I started. Uh, it's been five years ago. Uh, I was training in Jeremy Horn's gym, and uh, I had to have surgery on my uh, left shoulder blade. And the uh, doctor said it would take about six months to heal, so I couldn't grapple or anything for six months because they had to leave it open. And uh, so I had to decide, you know, what I could do to stay in the sport involved because I didn't want to sit on the sidelines for six months. Um, And a few weeks later, I was on a plane to uh, Pasadena, California to attend uh, Herb Dean's referee course. And uh, the rest is history from there. I've completed seven courses, and uh, I think uh, last count I'm – 2,000 to 2,300 uh, fights I've been in the cage for. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. And then uh, this uh, in June, I, I'll make my first appearance in Virginia, and that'll actually be my 25th different state I've refed in. So, wow, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting, uh, getting around and uh, just living the dream. Where do you do the majority of your of – your, uh, of your work at like where's your home base for the refereeing and and officiating inside the cage yeah and unfortunately i don't have a home base i, mm. I currently live in uh the state of illinois and i i don't i'm not even licensed in illinois um so it uh you know where wherever i'm needed and called that's where i go oh okay uh, yep i used to used to live in utah and i did a lot of shows in utah and out west and so I, I guess that was my home base then. But right now it's, uh, you know, anybody that calls and I'm available. And, you know, usually I book up 30 to 45 days out. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of uh, road time, but uh, definitely well worth it. Absolutely. That's amazing. So you're working for a lot of different companies and uh, with so many different fights under your belt. I mean, you have to work for so many different organizations as well. I would imagine. What's it like working with different promoters? I would imagine that some are are great to work for, some not so much. I mean, it's got to be different working for so many different personalities. And and, uh, in the fight game, I would guess a lot of alpha males, alpha females. Absolutely, there are a lot of those. Um, For for me as an official, I actually work for the state. Uh, I don't actually work for the promoter. Uh Uh, Now, now in Michigan, the, the ironic thing is, is the promoter selects the officials, and then you got to go through the state to be licensed. So it's a little different that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you know, the state will call me and say, "Hey, we got an event on Friday, April twenty eighth. Uh, starts at six o'clock. This is the town. Can you be there?" And each state is operated that way. But you know, then when you get to the venue, obviously you're dealing with the promoter as well because it's their show. And uh, you're absolutely right. There, there are some shows that, that are flawless, and then there are some shows that, uh, you know, I just observe and I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know if they'll be able to do very many more shows at this rate. I mean, it uh, sure. you know, sometimes I get there and you know, 
it's just smooth. You know, the and I've done the UFC, Bellator, Legacy. I've got an LFA coming up the next night, Saturday. After I'm in Michigan, I go to South Dakota for that. Um, you know, t- Titan FC, and then a bunch of local ones. And uh, you know, the the regional stuff is you know j- is run just just as well at times. So uh, you know, there there are some promoters that have their their stuff together and uh, make the night smooth, and then some that don't. Regardless of that, I'm there for the fighters, so it doesn't matter how smooth they make it for me. You know, I'm I just want this the show to go smoothly for the fans, and you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, you know I want the, every show to do well because if the shows do well, then they'll put on more shows, and uh, the uh, uh, you know then that gives the fighters a, a place to go, and it gives fans a place to go, and you know that's what it's all about. So, I'll stand. Very cool. Yeah, very cool, man. It's got to be uh, it's got to be quite interesting just to be able to travel that much for a job and, and like you said 25 states in the last five years you get to see a lot of different things and uh, deal with a lot of different commissions and stuff what's uh what's it like with working with the different athletic commissions in state to state it's uh in some of them it's vastly different like uh, some of them you know everybody has this this picture that you know the unified rules is what's used and for the most part there are uh, but you go state to state, and they have variations at times. Uh, some states don't do the don't haven't even approved the new rules yet. Uh, so every time when I get to a venue, uh, you know I got to get with the commission just to figure out you know what what rules are, are we using, you know what ones aren't we using, you know so that I'm on par with with the state. Because uh, the last thing you want is to to hold a fight or call a fight, and actually that move was was legal there. So you know. It, the different commissions, typically the commissioners that I work with are, are top notch. I, I, I haven't run into one bad commissioner. Um, you know, so that's always nice, but it, it, it is different dealing with, you know, each state and making sure that, that, you know, I'm up to speed with each state. And, you know, and like you said, where's the home state? Well, I, I don't have one, so I got to know everybody's different, different ways that they do things. So, wow, that must be like a lot of study, a lot of keeping up to date. I mean, if you have so many different commissions, and each one, like you said, can be different. There can be different nuances for this state to this state to this state to this state. Potentially, you could be talking about fifty different sets of rules. You know, theoretically, that you'd have to know on the fly. And, during the fight at every particular time, man, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I mean, that's it's completely impressive to me to, to, you know, we look at it as fans of the product and as fans of the sport and a lot of times don't give nearly enough credit to what the ref has to go through trying to manage two bulls and two um, two amazing athletes inside the inside the cage. We don't give enough credit to what the referee has to put up with in there. Um, have you ever has it has it ever gone too far for you? Like we see in examples of of not all the time, but where fighters sort of get. They, they will crowd the ref, or we even see the ref get kicked sometimes, or or punched sometimes. Has it ever gone too far for you? Um, you know, I've never had a fighter uh, knowingly attack me. Um, now, then the reason why that wouldn't be a good idea: one, you know, I can defend myself, but two, yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably would never fight again. And most of them realize that. And and especially once you get to the pro ranks, I mean, 
you know, some of those guys, they're trying to make a living out of it or trying to, to move up. They're not going to do something stupid and, and, you know, be banned from fighting or have to sit out for a couple of years or, you know, whatever it is. Now, I have been hit. I've been kicked. I've broke my thumb uh, in fights, stopping fights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when a fighter goes out, you know, gets knocked out or it gets, some, you know, choked out, you know, when they come back too, the, all they remember is the last thing that, that was going on and that was they were getting punched. So they automatically go into defense mode again. And usually it's, you know, with the ref standing there or, or trying to, you know, wake them up or, or whatever. So, you know, I, I've been hit in the face. I've been kicked. I've been, you know, you name it, it's happened. Uh, they tried to take me down. I mean, but it, you know, they're not doing it knowingly. That's just sure. where their mind came back. You know, that the last thing they remembered is they were getting punched and they didn't want to be punched. So, yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, a lot of people don't take that into account is that uh, we see it all the time. Uh, I mean, not all the time, but we see it happen from time to time. But um, part of that I wanted to lead into was the fact that you said you, you had to stop training because of, sh- of shoulder injury. Um, were you able to go back into training? Are you currently uh, training any sort of uh, mixed martial art, martial art discipline? Um, do you keep it... Uh, a discipline trained to for uh, like a physical uh, stature so that you can keep up in the cage for you know cardio anything else to or do you just love it no i i mean i absolutely do love it you know the, there's no doubt about that uh you know m- my discipline that i that i enjoy the most is the jiu-jitsu side and uh you know as a referee you got to know every hold that, that any fighter can apply in that cage and you got to know you know where the pressure points are. You got to know how to to disassemble it, and that's part of the the ABC test. Is you, you know you got to do the physical part. Uh, they'll pull out. You know you need to do a Kimura. So you need to perform it. Not only be able to tell them why you're doing what you're doing and do it effectively and properly, but you also got to know how to disassemble it. Because if somebody's caught in a, a Kimura or a key lock or you know an arm bar, you know that second or two that it takes me to disassemble it, if I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, could be the difference between them being intact and them having a dislocated joint. So, uh, you know, as a referee, you got to be up on all the the new new stuff going on. You got to you got to be prepared. And you know, it is a very very mental part of our game. Is you know making sure that you know you were saying you got a lot of study, and I do. You know, all the the high level referees, you know, they put a lot of time and effort into it, and making sure that. You know, they know what's going on because the last thing you want to do is get out there and make a mistake that, that costs either fighter, you know, a fight or an injury that uh, wasn't necessary because, uh, you know, our first priority as a referee is the safety of the fighter. So, you know, you, you got to know what you're doing. And, and if you get in there and you don't know what you're doing, you're just playing Russian roulette because eventually something bad's going to happen and it's going to be on your watch. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, you have to constantly be vigilant and know everything that's going on otherwise you're going to cost somebody cost somebody dearly either you know an arm or get choked to sleep or whatever um what what got you into the sport of mma bobby what, what got you started training man i, I watched it like everybody else I, I was back at you know the getting the first ufcs on the vhs and sitting around the the you know vcr and saying man how in the heck is that little guy gonna beat these big guys this isn't <laughs> fair and then uh chokes him out and you're like what is going on and uh you know then it just progressed and you know there went a span before i got into ref refereeing i didn't miss a ufc pay-per-view 
I, I bet through 100 and 114, 115. But then wow. you know, now I, I, I'm refing on most nights that there's UFC pay-per-view, so I have to get them you know, later or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, th- there was a – like everybody else, you know, a super fan. I mean you could ask me anything at the time about any fighter, and I could tell you. I could tell you what was going on. I could tell you who they were fighting. I mean you know, just like every other fan. And so it uh, – you know, that's what got me into it. And, you know, every time you watch it – and I'm, there's people out there listening now that – think the same thing oh i could do that i could do that well if you, if you truly want have a passion for it and you think you can do it you need to go after it and uh you know for some people it's just not for them they get in they try it and uh they they realize like you said there's there's a lot of liability there's a lot of study and it's not it's not something that you can show up on a friday night for put put your shoes on get in the cage and be ready to go i mean there's there's preparation you need to do prior to that so Wow, that's I mean that's this you've opened my eyes up to a lot of things uh, that the referee has to do inside of there. One was was the, the I, that I didn't even think of going into was the disassembly of particular maneuvers. Um, I you know I never even thought about that aspect of no, that's never crossed my mind before either. And uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. If you watch like a, if a guy's in an arm bar and uh, you know they tap out. A, a good referee, and uh, you know, most of them you see on TV, uh, will immediately grab their elbow, push down on their elbow, and lift up on their wrist to relieve the pressure. And um, you know, it's just little things like that. That if you don't know what you're doing and you do do it the wrong way, you could, you know, assist in breaking of it, or you know, couldn't you know, like uh, Paul Harris when he does the heel hooks, and you know, he you know at times has held on too long, you right. Know, that that that's a problem. A referee needs to know how to to disassemble that and and you know break that up. And you're right too. I mean, we see it. We we actually we watch it quite a bit uh, when you watch television. You know, the UFC Bellator and World Series and <laughs> Rise and so on. We we're watching the referees uh, and the officials. We're watching them disassemble these these moves and these holds. Uh, all the time, but we're we're our eyes aren't trained to notice and pick up the small nuances of where they're they're holding and pinching and moving and and tugging and and pulling we're not we're not trained to do that so we're not picking up on those things now that you've opened up Jeff and mine and, and our listeners eyes to that I can guarantee that it's, we're going to be noticing that a lot more and I really thank you for for schooling us on that one <laughs> Yeah like you were saying Dave I, I've never really taken into consideration like the amount of preparation and everything you guys go through to get ready to go into the cage. Um, you know, all you ever hear about is just the fighters and what they go through in training camps and stuff like that. But you know, the, the amount of training and, and studying and things that you guys have to do to, to make sure you're well-educated and be able to control things in there. It, it's really astonishing. And people don't, they don't give the ref a lot of credit. They, they're the first ones. I mean, us as fans, we're definitely the first ones to, to criticize and critique a ref's bad performance, but never really to to give praise for the good jobs that they do. We just kind of take it for granted that oh, that's just what they're supposed to do. But you know, there's a yes. lot of oh no, go the, ahead, the, Bobby. The, the crazy thing is, and and you know, you, you'll have a referee make a mistake on on national TV or on a pay per view, and they get slammed, and and oh, they're terrible, they're horrible. How could they do this? 
What people don't realize is that referee has had 999 other fights where they've been flawless. Right. So, you know, you, that's what people don't realize. I mean, just because we're not on TV all the time doesn't like, you know, Friday night, I, do, I don't believe it'll be on TV. It may be a, like a local channel or something like that. But people aren't going to see that. So if there's 12 fights and, the, and all 12 of them are flawless, you know, that's that's 12 to the good side. And that's, you know, everybody expects the referee to be perfect all the time, and we should be. Uh, but I think it's a little harsh sometimes whenever they they jump on and say, you know, they're a terrible ref or, you know, whatever. Now, if they make multiple the same mistake multiple times over and over, like, the, you know, there's been a few of those, then yeah. then, then maybe it's, it's warranted and justified. And, uh, you know, you were talking about the, the preparation of the, the fighters. Myself, I, I try to study the fighters that, that I'll be in the cage with, um, more so on their wins and losses and how they've won and lost. Like, for me, Paul Harris, for example, since we already brought him up, you know, I would want to know that he's a, a heel hook leg lock specialist. Um, because then if he's going for the leg, then I know where to be. If I don't know that that's how he ends most of his fights, and I'm on the the other side, or I'm I'm late to the the party, then uh, you know that's a problem. So, you know, that's the reason why a lot of the referees, you know, especially the high level ones, will you know know who they're in the cage with and what what their their bread and butter is. And and again, in the MMA world nowadays, they're well versed in every every discipline for the most part. So. You can't say, oh, well, he's a striker and that's all he's going to do because the next thing you know, he's got him down and got a knee bar and you're like, holy crap, where did that come from? Um, so, you know, it just gives you a heads up and make sure that, you know, you're that one step closer to protecting the fighters. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That, man, this is uh, this is some great stuff. I'm really, really excited that we uh, that we got a chance to get you on here, man. I've never had the opportunity to, to, ref, to interview a ref before. This is... Uh, this is brand new, brand new even, ground for us. Yeah, even really get to speak to a to a referee besides maybe somebody that's done some some Ammies or something. But uh, yeah, it's definitely been it's eye opening. You learn a lot of things from a different perspective that you never really take into consideration. Um, what's uh, what's some of the craziest things that you've uh, seen happen in the cage? Oh man, ah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen uh, a guy crap himself. Whoa! Uh, whoa! Whoa! Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, I've had the the lights go out in the middle of a fight, uh, which is always interesting because then you got three guys in the cage, two of them trying to tear their heads off, and none of us know where each other are. <laughs> uh, so that 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 was interesting. Um, and then uh, you know, in, in a local show, we went from uh, amateur to pro, which, you know, the, the rounds are different. And they they ended the round in the pro fight at the amateur time limit. And that was a heck of a de- debacle to try to sort through. Uh, so, I mean, that all sorts of crazy stuff happens. The cage doors come open. Uh, you, know, you get you get on some of these these local shows or, or regional shows, you know, crazy stuff happens i mean you get to the ufc's the bellators and stuff like that you know i show up for one of those and you know your night's going to go pretty smooth i mean they've got it down to a science and you know crazy stuff generally is not going to happen unless it's something that one of the fighters does right and of course, yeah no no motor or anything could could predict that so 
How many now on Sarah? You've done. You said you've been doing this for five years or so. On on average, over the last couple of years, how many fights do you say? Uh, on easy thing, how many cards are you on uh, in a year's time? Um, let's see. Go anywhere from uh, twenty four to my biggest year was forty two. Wow, that's a so, lot of fights. Yeah. So and and you get to and the crazy thing is you watch the UFC and there's 12 fights on the card and you got four referees and it, you know each guy gets three fights you're like well how do you get so many fights if you're only doing three well on the local level you'll have 12 fights you may be the only referee yeah so I mean, yeah they, they that's a good point play. yeah you don't think about that because you see the constant rotation in the big shows but yeah the smaller shows you probably only get maybe one two referees. Yeah, maybe yeah, just and, just and you. A lot, that, a lot of that has to do with cost. I mean, the the obviously the promoter and a smaller one's trying to to break even or whatever, and uh, adding an, another referee, uh, you know, or even another judge would be, you know, catastrophic to their their profit margin because you know the local stuff isn't sponsored by Fox or, or anything and getting you know millions of dollars just just for being there. So you know, and and. You know, the, the scary part, luckily for me, it hasn't happened. But, uh, you know, when you roll with one ref, they can get hurt. I mean, it's physical. I got, you know, it was uh, Christmas Eve, or it was New Year's Eve uh, three years ago, and I was in Utah. And the first fight of the night, um, the guy got knocked out, and I came in, and the guy was winding up to hit him again. And obviously, my job is to protect the, the down fighter. So I reached over and grabbed his, his hand in midair. Um, well, his his momentum from his his hand ended up breaking my thumb. I knew right away that there was something wrong because I couldn't grip his hand to raise his hand. Um, but I did finish the night, you know. So, um, you know, that if it was a knee or something, you know, broke an arm break or something like that, you know, the fight card would have been in jeopardy because they didn't have anybody else to ref. So, you know, it's it's a physical job and and there's a lot of you know, strain on, on your body. And, you know, so sometimes it's better to have uh, more than one ref just, just out of uh, precaution sakes. Oh, wow. Sure. Cause I mean, you could, it wouldn't even have to be fight related. You could twist and tear your knee walking into it by accident. You never know what's going to happen. Um, right. To have one referee, one referee only, it seems kind of a major risk. But when you're talking about uh, a card that's being, that's being kind of put together on a, on uh, almost a shoestring budget, where they have no money left over to 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 pay for anything, and they they really need to put the card together. I guess they don't really have much of a choice. They just kind of have to roll the dice and and hope for the best. Yeah, and and I've heard of refs getting hurt when there's always been two refs. I've never heard of uh, you know when there's one ref them getting hurt and you know something happened to have something happening to the card, but I'm sure it's happened. Oh yeah, I'm sure somewhere it's had to have happened. Yeah, yeah. and they call Bill. They they'll call Bill out of the third row that's on his third beer to get in there. <laughs> right. Here's a shirt. He's, he's, he, he's watched three UFC, so he knows what's going on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Bill knows exactly what's going on at this point. Oh, you've seen you. a couple fights. <laughs> you no problem. You've, 
You know what goes on. Go ahead and get in there. <laughs> he, took karate, he took karate as a child. Everything's fine. Right. <laughs> he just, he just needed a Holiday Inn Express last night. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, Bob. This has been great having you on. Um, you you mentioned that you have an upcoming uh, you have an upcoming card for uh, WXC in Ypsilanti, Michigan, coming up. Your first venture into Michigan is what uh, is is that correct? You said that's correct. This would be my first uh, uh, trip to Michigan to ref, and uh, you know I've I've talked to the commission for a few years, and it just never worked out, and never was a right time. And uh, I got in touch with uh, WXC, and they they had a big card coming up. Uh, they had, you know, they invested a lot of money in this card, and uh, obviously, uh, they they wanted, uh, you know, Tim to, to secure their investment, I guess, and uh, you know, that's how my name was drawn, and uh, you know, they they worked it out with them, and then got with the commission, and I uh, did got my license uh, last week, so we're good to go. Awesome. Yes, yeah, we're there. It's in Ypsilanti, Michigan, other side of the state from us. We're on. You know, on the western side, on Lake Michigan, they're on the other side. But uh, Bobby's trying to sell us pretty hard on on getting in the car and driving over and going to check out the fights. And if we do, we're <laughs> listen, listen, I'm coming from Illinois, so you can come from Western Michigan. He's got a point, Jeff. He's got he, a point. He does. He does make a fair and, point. And here's the other part. Right after the fights on Friday night, we're heading to uh, South Dakota to ref the LFA that'll be on. Uh, um, World Wide Web. I, I forget the what they're doing. It's uh, their first uh, fight night that they're doing. Uh, so that's this Excellent. Saturday. That's the Saturday you said in South Dakota. Yep, in Sioux yeah. Falls. Uh, that's got uh, several uh, ex UFCers and, and some that are will be back in the UFC. Uh, the main event looks solid, and uh, they got. Uh, and if you've got a chance, you gotta you gotta look at that card. I mean, there's a couple of the. The uh, uh, and I, I'm not going to give names. I mean, you guys can go look at it, but there, there, there's a couple of up and comers on there that uh, I guarantee you you will see in the UFC in short order. LFA's so. been putting together some really great cards. Yeah, they have. They've been solid. Um, so you guys can take that drive to Eastern Michigan, and then if you really feel spunky, you can get in the vehicle and take the drive to South Dakota. I mean, then we can have a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that sounds like a, 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 a from what I'm gathering, like a typical weekend for you: Michigan one night, South Dakota the next, and then back home to start it all over again. Well, even the best is then when we get back home on Sunday, we're getting to we're going to a Garth Brooks concert. So uh, Sunday's busy too. <laughs> there's there's just no quit no quitting bobby no. heck no <laughs> energizer bunny <laughs> oh. i need to get i need to get on bobby's plan man i need some of that energy he's I'm got i can barely <laughs> barely make it through one regular work day let alone a crazy weekend <laughs> schedule like that <laughs> Well, I mean, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, Bobby. I'm very, very happy that you come on and do this. Um, if there's uh, uh, anything else going on that you want to make sure that our listeners are are up to date on, please let us know. Um, you can always post it and let us know on our page. We're absolutely happy to promote anything that you're doing. We're so appreciative of you coming on here today. Yeah, Bobby, absolutely. thank you. Thank you very much for your time, man. Do you got? Uh, 
anything uh, before we go that you want to promote or uh, anything you want to push to our listeners to check out? Absolutely. I've uh, my, my fan page is MMA referee Bobby Wambacher. Uh, I keep that updated. I usually do um, Facebook Live uh, from the events, uh, you know, different times and stuff. So uh, stay on there. You, you can see where what's going on um, on Instagram. It's referee underscore Bobby underscore Wambacher. Uh, not not as exciting on there as the fan page is, but hey. <laughs> uh, and then you know, last but not least, I like to you know thank. I've got five wonderful kids in Utah uh, that that support me and uh, you know always uh, always will be there for me. So that that keeps me going. And then uh, you know, the person who supports me the most and is is by my side all the time is you know my girlfriend Shannon. Um, you know, without her, it wouldn't be possible. So uh, very appreciative of that. Awesome. Very very cool. Uh, thank you, Shannon, for giving them this, for lending him to us for this for this half hour. We've had a hell of a time, and she, uh, she's sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you uh, you lending him to us for this time, Shannon. It's uh, we've had a great time with him, man. This has been a very very fun and very informative, eye opening interview. I, I've had a blast, and we'll make sure to post all the stuff. Um, your we'll we'll get the the uh, fan page. We'll get everything posted when we post the interview. All right, and if you ever you know want me back on, let me know if you get questions or anything from any of your listeners or anything. You know, shoot them my way. I'll get right back to you and uh, you know answer anything and everything that comes in. Absolutely, Bobby. You're welcome back anytime you like, man. It was a pleasure having you on tonight. All right, have a great evening, guys. Yeah, man, you too, and good luck this weekend. All right, I'll see you on Friday. Yes. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, Bobby, thank All right. you. Bye.